Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works, Debates with AI, Modes of Thought. AI researchers often refer to Alfred North Whitehead mode, modes of thought as they attempt to explain what thought is, consciousness, and reasoning. The primary interest in Whitehead's writing suggests that thought can be mechanically generated and thought has the quality of being conditional and discrete. Several episodes ago, I stated that perhaps the reason that the brain is much easier to understand than previously thought. Philosophers have indicated that Whitehead's work cannot be fully understood without reference to two human intelligence intelligences. Mature philosophy depends on a precise statement, examples, and analogy. In this act, Whitehead attempts to apply two human intelligence to his metaphysical system. Actus process, intermediary and transmittal nerve activity. Brain, the philosopher's brain, the mathematical, mathematician's brain. Correspondence principle, cosmology. It is a relatively simple idea that the terms of any discussion of cosmology are a combination of terms which refer to any of the many basic cosmic categories. The terms themselves refer to context, the correct terms to use in discussing the cosmos. These categories are the basic terms or categories of being and becoming. Such a list of terms is necessary to any coherent understanding of the cosmos. Extensive extraction. I suggest that the process of extraction involved in the act of recognition. Whitehead interprets it is a principle, a process of thought, a fundamental activity of the human mind. Form. The form is a matter of saying how to proceed and how the world is constituted. Generalization. Generalization is the activity of forming concepts by which the world is apprehended as a systematic unit. Persons. Whitehead says that we have suggest, suggested the notions of person or identity. Preciseness. A precise statement is one in which each term is rigidly defined and in which the connectives indicate necessary connections between the elements of the statement. <coughs> Qualitative formal abstractions, actus process, which we've already stated. Quantitative formal abstraction, synchronicity, a moment of time is related to the time space as a cross-section. Temporal process, temporal process is the process by which the present arises from the past. The present is the moment of time which is relevant to our perception. Thought. Thought is the activity of the mind. Whitehead's metaphysics. Whitehead's metaphysics is an attempt to formulate a precise account of the general features of the world. Whitehead starts by discussing the topic of interest and importance. Now that is the essence, I think, of Whitehead is interest and importance. I know I've used those two things uh, 
in all my programming what is interesting and what is important. Programming Robots focuses on the topics of interest and importance as either exciters or inhibitors in the state algorithm. State algorithm states that perhaps thought is traversing a graph through various states, discrete states, known states, predictable states. The robot also needs a reason for why it is important. This is what helps the robot determine its goals and objectives. As the robot becomes in, in, interested, environmental factors such as a change in temperature or an increase in light contrast of different state machines activate and their conditional input parse through the code running in the state machine. To the observer, he thinks the machine is thinking, but the machine is following a series of graph paths and pruning along the path dependent on the environmental factors. And that's in essence what a Turing machine is, is it's uh, tra traversing a tape and the grammar itself re is representing the um, graph, states on a graph. So the Turing machine is a state machine. The interaction of state machinery generates discrete and predictable behavior, and the observer concludes intelligence is emerging. I am actually more convinced that state machinery is the future. I know that uh, Marvin Minsky believed that state machinery, Rod Book, Rodney Bro uh, Rod Brooks believed in state machinery. I think it is. Uh, the way to deal with the uncertainty is to build state machinery. In reality, a system is a series of augmented finite state machines running their algorithms. Interest and importance are the primary reason for the effort after exact discrimination of the sense data. For example, the motion of cars approaching an intersection is the conditioned by the signals. The driver watches signals to determine uh, exit lanes, when to stop, the, the rate of speed, emerging into adjacent lanes, and traveling spacing. The traffic signals are the outcome of traffic. Stoplights are added to busy intersections to manage the flow of traffic and reduce confusion on turn-taking at intersection. Carpool lanes encourage conservation by consolidation and large digital messages forewarn of pending changes in traffic flow or de uh, detours information. Importance generates interest. Interest leads to discrimination. The statement importance generates interest. Okay, when something is considered important or valuable, it tends to attract attention and generate interest among people. This can be seen in various contexts such as social, economic, or personal situations. For example, sample, a highly sought after job position or a rare and valuable item may generate a lot of interest due to their perceived importance. Interest uh, leads to discrimination. Discrimination is the unfair or prejudicial treatment of people and groups based on the characteristics such as race, gender, age, or sexual orientation. 
When people are interested in something or perceive it as important, they may develop bias or preferences towards certain individuals or groups, leading to discriminatory behavior. This can be seen in situations where people are competing for limited resources or opportunities, and they may discriminate against others to gain an advantage. Discrimination can have negative impacts. Discrimination can have serious negative impacts on individuals and society as a whole. It can lead to denial of opportunities of education, career advancement, health care, and housing. Discrimination also can contribute to stress-related emotional, physical, and behavioral changes, which can harm people's health and well-being. Additionally, discrimination can perpetually perpetuate social inequalities, marginalize certain groups, and create a divisive and hostile social environment. Recognizing and addressing discrimination. Understand the relationship between importance, interest, and discrimination is crucial for recognizing and addressing discriminatory behavior. Education awareness and promoting diversity and inclusion can help reduce the negative impacts of discrimination and create more equitable and just society. Finally, Consciousness develops and gradually and fittingly becomes another agent of stimulation. Consciousness is human and a divine quality. There are some similarities between divine consciousness and human intelligence as consciousness is considered a human and divine quality. However, the specific similarities between the two can vary depending on their perspective and context. Humans are self-aware, meaning they can internalize things and have a sense of their own existence. Divine consciousness can also um, have a sense of self-awareness as it relates to the relationship between God and man. The perception of what is right. Conscious, which is closely related to consciousness, is inherent ability of every human uh, being to perceive what is right. Divine conscious may, it does also has that perception of what is right and wrong. Divine consciousness represents justice. Understanding the link between mind and brain is important for both human consciousness and the relationship between God and human beings or man from a cognitive perspective. Man's aware of um, God and his presence and his power and his love and God is aware of man in his uh, behaviors and in his feelings towards him. Inward looking and subjective character. Conscious and consciousness both have an inward looking and subjective character involving introspection, awareness of one's behavior and self-assessment. This aspect of consciousness may also present in the divine uh, consciousness. When, when Jesus was on the earth, he often was aware of other people's behavior. He looked introspectively to find a principle to teach. As in the case of the woman caught in adultery, 
where he looked introspectively and said, he that was without sin cast the first stone. At other times, he was uh, self-assessing and saying that he was the son of God and that he would, um, he would be lifted up on the cross to die for all mankind. He was aware of his, his uh, mission on earth. He knew that he would uh, have to suffer for the sins of all man, ransom mankind, and bring them back into the presence of God. Okay, expansion and constant nature. Divine conscience is said to be made up of peace, bliss, and divine power. Well, if you have infinite power, you have infinite love, you have infinite creations or uh, creations without number, you're very content, you're very peaceful, and, um, and the glory of all your creations are testimony of who you are. The constant expansion may be a similar between the divine conscience and the human intelligence. Although human intelligence is limited, it is connected to the physical brain. But there still is the idea that within each of us, there is infinite possibility and that we are infinitely perfect. We're perfect because we have infinity within us. And the, and, uh, the only difference that we have between ourselves and God is, is uh, glory and immortality. Both uh, are made possible through Christ. Consciousness is necessary for abstraction and abstraction necessary for proving theorems. Can a machine dream? Can a machine see the future? Can a machine fill? Well, right now we say it can't, but if it cannot have the behavior response of feeling, how can it make the moral choices that it would need to make uh, to if it w- were driven by behavior. So it could mimic behavior, but there would still have to be, have some element of positive or negative, exciter or inhibitor aspect that would simulate feeling. Whitehead focuses on the importance of language and use of language for expression. Feelings are the comprehension, is the reception of expression. Okay, so uh, if we look at our feelings as comprehension and the reception of expression, then when you, when a person says, I feel sad, I feel happy, I feel love, I feel anger, I feel uh, sorrow, those things are a result of comprehending the particular situation and the relationship and the effect of how another person, place, or thing is affecting that person. Language, on the other hand, is usage or expression of using written and distinct uh, symbols to communicate. Now, there's a hard, it's hard to de- distinguish between oral and written as terms of its impact. The greatest invention in the past century was the printing press. Today, the internet uh, replaces the printing press, but does it really? Because there's a lot of books that um, only existed because of the printing press, and they're not in open circulation. And so eventually, I think that those books will become digital, and and the means of understanding what was published in those books uh, could be comprehended by man. But 
you know, you look at four million books a year being published. What is the odds that you will read one of the books in the last 400 years that have uh, been written? So that's a good question. Voices produced sound interpretations as natural symbols of human existence. Language is the expression of one's past into one's present. Okay, that's just what I was explaining. There's this continuity of ideas that are being transmitted through language. And so it can span a person's lifetime. It could span uh, decades. It could span centuries. Or it could span millennia. Um, as in the Bible, it was millennia, two millennia ago. And yet the, the language and thoughts from the past are being uh, brought into the future. Language, meaning, presupposes the concrete relations of real events happening and issue from each other. Language is the systemization of expression. Human civilization is the outgrowth of language. A thought is a tremendous mode of excitement. However, it is a hopeless task to attempt to understand understanding. Understanding is limited by its finitude, meaning limit, uh, limited scope. As science grew, man shrank in the width of comprehension. Science failed to produce men of learning with sensitivities and appreciations of varieties of interest and of varieties of potentiality. Instead, uh, science created highly focused uh, perceptions and knowledge bases. The rise of objectivity, dulled comprehension. Yes, I hate objectivity, objectivism. I think it's a, a very evil. Um, yet the scientific method follows the principles of objectivism. Repeatability, concreteness. Um, where, it, it, where it fails is in the understanding of the abstraction the genius of thought, of comprehension, of consciousness. And for that reason, objectivism is really the dumbing down of thought. Instead of understanding man became more critical. Yeah, so, so that's the result of objectivism is criticism. And criticism is nothing more than containment. It is impossible to prove through criticism Proof is only possible through the abstraction. Objectivity created men of criticism and not men dedicated to abstraction. And if civilization will survive, then understanding is a primary necessity. Understanding involves the notion of composition. If a thing can be composed, the understanding of it can be referenced to its factors. The second mode of thought is treating the concept as one unity, whether or not it's capable of analysis. Philosophy is the attempt to make manifest the fundamental evidence as the nature of things. However, philosophy is only as good as the things being explored self-evident. The natural realm of cause and effect is described as the differential equations. Differential equations provide a purely mathematical explanation of gravity, force, torque, current, optics, and relativity. Yeah, so when you look at differential equations, it's looking at one thing as it changes another. So, for example, you could do uh, time as it relates to velocity. 
or acceleration. And um, uh, also you could apply it to kinetics like in a spring, uh, how things are going from potential energy to kinetic energy. Philosophy is only as good as the topics it ex explores as self-evident. So if that's true, the PhDs are only as good as the topics that they believe are self-evident. They have to be very well defined and then they can explain it. They're not very good at looking at new things and new approaches, new abstractions because they're, that is not the nature of philosophy. Philosophy, in fact, is critical of abstraction. Philosophy is the proper sense cannot be proven. Proof is in the abstraction. That's what I'm saying. And that's the higher sense of mode of thought is abstraction. So when you're faced with someone of objectivism, focus on abstractive thought and you'll always win because they cannot contain abstraction. And so it's very hard for them to uh, uh, list out a set of of rebuttals to the abstraction because it is not well defined and well known. Philosophy does not have the capacity to prove the non-existence of God because it cannot abstract. Yes. And so if you abstract, you can always defeat philosophy. Objectivism at best can only criticize those who believe in God and that's perhaps why they are the worst persecutors of the truth is because they cannot prove um, the abstraction is false and therefore they have to attack the person.